Hey all you heroes, hawks, heralds, crows, pirates, and wardens. Welcome to the Dragon Age Lorecast, where we unpack, discuss, and galaxy brain about all the lore behind the Dragon Age series. We are so excited to bring you this podcast. Every episode, we'll be talking about a different topic in the Dragon Age universe, from character deep dives to exalted marches and elven gods. We will cover it all. There will be spoilers. And always remember, swooping is bad. Hello and welcome to the Dragon Age Lorecast, where we talk about Dragon Age and its lore. I'm one of your hosts, Austin, also known as Teacup, and I'm here with my other host. I'm Shelby, also known as SheCup. And we are here today for our long-awaited and much-anticipated for, which is the same thing. I just said the same thing in different ways. Our patron chat. Yes, we are here with our patrons, and so I will allow them to introduce themselves, and we will start with the one and only Cash. Hi, happy to be here. And then we, next is Lizzie. Hello, everyone. And then Capricorn Tower. Hello, this is Nick B, also known as Capricorn Tower. And then Crimson Knight. Hello, everyone. Great to be back. And then uh, Macman. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Can't wait to get started. Yeah. All right. Well, we're here to talk about companions. Companions, companions, companions. And we are going to attempt to tell you which game has the best companions and why, which seems like it's going to get dicey. Yeah, I feel like this is going to be a little bit contentious and may even turn into an all-out battle tonight. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. All right. Well, I think, do you want to give us a list of all the companions? Yes, I can do that. I I have it broken down by game. So, and, and we're talking about... We're not talking about which game has your favorite companions. We're talking about which game has the best companions. So if we have time at the end, we'll talk about our favorites. Um, But so for Origin, we have Alistair, Dog, Liliana, Morrigan, Ogryn, Shale, Sten, Wynn, Zevran, and potentially Logan. And then in Dragon Age 2, we have Anders, Aveline, Bethany, or Carver, Fenris, Isabella, Meryl, Sebastian, and Varric. And then for Inquisition, we have Blackwall, Cassandra, Dorian, Iron Bull, Cole, Sarah, Varric, Solus, Vivian. And then we have Cullen, Josephine, and Liliana as advisors. And I see that someone put spoilers in the chat for Logan becoming a companion. And honestly, at this point, I'm not putting spoilers for a 15-year-old game. Just go play the game. <laughs> All right. Does does anybody have thoughts that they wanted to share? Maybe, I don't know if somebody has a super controversial take that they want to share first. I don't know. Um, I can go first or Matt can go first. I can oh, just sorry. shock everyone with my answer. Sorry. Uh, um, I don't know if it's controversial, but I always felt like it's very different for each game, has very different reasons in why the companions are there, what each companion does. To me, too, always felt like the chaotic D&D party of Dragon Age. You know what I mean? Just like, the, they were all just 
there for the fun and the good time. And even the ones that usually weren't had their moments that are like, okay, this is fun. They can be fun. Even Carver can have his fun moments. So I guess that means your answer is officially Dragon Age 2 has the best companions. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, I Like I said, it's very different, but like I feel like the when I go to a game like Dragon Age, I go for the fun. I want to have fun with this game. I the, Sometimes the fun is very like melancholy, like telling a great story. And that's what Inquisition has a lot of. But like to me, 2 just feels like as a D&D nerd, like I said, the chaotic D&D party, you br- that every, everyone's there. The, Isabella's having f- weird, uh, fun interactions with Ferric. Uh, Ferric's having fun interactions with Fenris. Everyone's just enjoying themselves. Yeah, absolutely. So, Austin, you said you had a hot take. I'm just dying it's with just, anticipation. It's not, a hot, it's not a hot take. It's just going to surprise everyone. But Dragon Age Origins has the best companions. It's not a com- it's not a competition. I would oh, argue this that is it's gonna a be good. <laughs> what? I think that's a hot take. Oh. I just thought it would be su- it's a hot like it's a surprising take for me because I am the Dragon Age 2 enthusiast. But I think that I think overall. Dragon Age Origins has the most dynamic characters for companions. The characters who can go through the most change and that your choices have, your choices affect the change that they go through. And that's that's good writing and that's good gameplay. So my opinion, it's Dragon Age Origins and there's no competition. I don't know, except for maybe Dragon Age Inquisition. Yeah. No. Uh, well, Lizzie, it sounds like you have an opinion, so why don't you go next? Okay. I Well, I do agree with you, Austin, that it seems like you have the most impact on choices for your companions in Origins. I don't think you see the results of that until Dragon Age Inquisition, really, because we see snippets of them in Dragon Age 2, but then we actually do get to see those most of those important, quote-unquote, important characters again in Inquisition, and we see where they're at. I think that Inquisition has a more dynamic storyline for every character. There's not as much going on that we see in-game for all of the characters in Dragon Age Origins. A lot of what makes those characters so dynamic we see in the external media, like with Wynne, with Shale, and then again with Alistair. There's so many different options. You don't really see where he's at in his stories until, like depending on your choices, until you get to Dragon Age 2. and to. Dragon Age Inquisition. And as much as I love the Dragon Age 2 party, like those are the people I'd hang out with and call idiot all the time because they are all idiots. That's why we love them. I think the characters in Inquisition, there are just so many different facets to each of their characters. They're not the archetypes that we all think they're going to be just by looking at them. That's what makes them so compelling. I would argue, going back to what you said about the archetypes and two. I would never say archetypes themselves just because someone defies an archetype doesn't make it immediately good or just because something is an archetype or maybe the standard of that archetype doesn't make it bad. I, 
I think the what two in each character does very much is the epitome of that archetype in that world, in my opinion. I think Farrakh is the stereotypical bard. I th- well, and that's a good thing. Uh, Isabella's the fun, sexy rogue. And that's and that and like Fenris the brooding warrior. It's doesn't just because it's a stereotype or an archetype doesn't make it bad. It just makes it stand. There's a reason they stand out. There's a reason they still exist. Those archetypes. Stereotypes exist for a reason, and like there, I think there's a difference between harmful stereotypes and ones that just exist. Right, like you know the sexy bard who tells stories and you know drinks a lot like that's an archetype that's a stereotype that doesn't hurt anyone um so i think that there is definitely a difference there but i think that i agree with lizzie that there are some harmful stereotypes that dragon age inquisition perhaps more than any of the other games defies but also there are still some that they do fall into in that game too so yeah anyway I agree and I disagree um, with that. <laughs> I'm going to jump in here. I agree with Austin. And I, here is one measure, at least. This is not the main reason why I'm choosing um, Origins, but I do think that Origins has the least amount of like, God, I hate this person, companions in, in the group. It's just Ogren. Whereas, like, when you get into Dragon Age 2, you have Anders, Carver, Sebastian, Meryl. Um, I have strong opinions about Meryl. We have talked about this. You also Um, have wrong opinions about Meryl, but that's fine. You can be wrong. That's fine. Um, And then, but I also think part of it is for me, at least at this point, it's the nostalgia. Because there's, I really like a lot of the people in Dragon Age Inquisition. Um, But when it comes down to like, you know, if I'm going to think about a party that's Dragon Age, I'm going to think about Origins. That was just the first one that I ever played. That's probably the one that I played the most out of all three of them. That's the one that has stuck with me the longest. Um, And I... Also do um, agree with Austin's point as well, just the amount of change that you can affect in your party. Um, And it is true, you don't see a lot of that until you get to Dragon Age Inquisitions. But I really like the fact that you are planting those seeds here at this point and you're seeing them as they originally were. And then you get to watch them grow over the course of the series. Um, And I, you know, I really hope that in when we get to DAD, we continue to see, you know, seeds that we planted with our companions um, and Inquisition transfer over to the next game to any degree, because that's always satisfying to see. I just want to say that Dragon Age Inquisition might have been my choice if it wasn't for the fact that I think that they're the best story in Origins because the people other than Win really are nobodies when they come to get with you. In Dragon Age Inquisition, you have basically put together the A-Team. Ooh, and I, I I, personally think it's better story writing when you can build people up to greatness. Not that, and I want this to say, like, this margin of, like, what I'm saying is the best is so small, 
that DAD could easily change any opinion I have and put could my last place, which is two, believe it or not, could put just two on the top, depending on what happens in DAD and what does that. But I just wanted to clarify, like, this margin is so small that what's the best? Also, though, and this is this is not opinion. This is not this is not. Oh, they're my favorite. But Origins has shale and shale has to count for at least like five fantastic companions rolled into one. So that's kind of an unfair advantage. Yeah. If only because of sheer size. <laughs> I don't think that's how any of this works. <laughs> um, Cash, I'm going to uh, make you mad. But uh, as far as DAO companions go, Shale is third from the bottom for me. Lower than them are Sten and Ogryn. I think we have talked about this. I don't think I talked to you for a couple of days after you said that the first time. Can I say, you are changing, you're slowly changing my mind, especially when Cash mentioned about Carver, Sebastian, and uh, and Carver. I'm like, I maybe I'm looking too much on the good side of two, but you are slowly changing my mind towards Origins. Because think about it, we how many games allow us to literally choose our one of our close friends in the party and make him a king? So we can make him a good king, we can make him a bad king, we can decide his entire life story at, for, going forward. And I, I think this might be one of my why Alistair is my fa- one of my favorite companions. Honestly, he's he's top three. I just want to say that all of the companions that you listed from two that are problematic are other than Meryl, but you're just wrong about that, um, are the um, human men. Just, just wanted to throw that out there. Well, I just wanted to say that, you know, we may not be able to decide kings in Dragon Age Inquisition, but... We do get to decide emperor and empresses and the freaking pope. So, you know, I don't know. <laughs> There's that. I do think Origins has a lot of heavy hitters in terms of like really important characters. Like we have Morgan, we have Alistair, and kind of surprisingly, Leliana goes from just. Leliana and DAO and becomes super important in the games afterwards. <laughs> no shade, maybe a little bit shade to Origins Leliana, but I but I think the rest of the team is kind of just mid. <laughs> like Ogryn is actively just gross. Um Zevrin, as much as I love him, doesn't really contribute much to the story. Um, oh no, Cash is gonna <laughs> murder me. Uh, and then, you know, I've already revealed that my opinion about Wynne is that she's not really interesting. Cash is oh, gonna have, like, an aneurysm. I know. I, Wynne I respect... is not fine, and neither am I. <laughs> I respect your opinions. I just, Wynne is just whatever. Even after reading Asunder, you still don't think Wynn is interesting? I mean, yeah. I mean, I just don't think she's that interesting. <laughs> That's fine. 
But that goes back to my point that we don't see enough character development from the Origins characters in Origins. You get most of it through the external media and in the later games, seeing the result of your choices. So does that make them the best while you're playing it is the question. I recommend that everyone take this approach that I discovered in my monster playthrough. Just kill Ogryn. You can just kill him whenever you want to. All you have to do is get his approval down to zero, and you can buy those fucking lumps of coal from Bodan, and then he'll challenge you to a duel, and then you can say yes, and then you beat him, and then you can decide whether you want to kill him or not. But, like, why would you spare him? Come on, let's be honest. We don't, we can just exclude Ogryn from our origins narrative going forward. <laughs> You know, I've never done that, and now I might try that in my next You know what? I hope, just for Cash's sake, that the dwarf romance in D.A.D. is Ogryn. I don't think that's going to happen. But I know who I'm inviting on the show for our Ogryn deep dive. That would be Cash. <laughs> Well, he might. I'll hate boy. rant the entire time. <laughs> oh, I would love that. I would just, it would just be I mean, righteous rants. But I mean, why would you want to kill somebody who's voiced by Steve Bloom? I mean, he's one of the best voice actors out there. That's true. That is true. I was going to say Bianca's voiced by Laura Bailey, but we still hate her. True. Also true. Um, so I think now we're at a good stopping point to go to our mid-break. Yeah. Ah, Hawk stepped in the poopy. I love you. Want a sandwich? All this for me. And I didn't get Alexius anything. Send him a fruit basket. Everyone loves those. So welcome to the Mill Show, where we... Thank our patrons. Uh, thank you to all of your support here for supporting us here. Thank you to our first patrons, Genesis and Lisa M. Thank you to our divine tier patron kit. And thank you to our one and only Nug King, Lewis H. Uh, if you want to join us on Patreon and come join us on these chats, you can sign up for our first enchanter tier or higher. That's $20 a month. And you can join and hang out with us and listen and tell cash upsetting opinions fun because that's what we end up doing and so you can do that and sign up for patreon and do that and we would greatly appreciate it if you can't support us there you can support us on apple or spotify by leaving reviews if you leave us five stars and some words we will read it out on a future episode of the show i believe we have a review to read yeah i do have one this one comes from someone named darkspawn slayer so you can tell they really are a fan of the games. And they said, my new favorite podcast, five stars. I've been binging this show for the last few weeks and loving it. I've been playing the Dragon Age games since Origins launched on PS3 with my best friend all the way up to Inquisition. I've never been very good about reading the codex, though. And this show has helped me take a deeper look at the world and the lore. So thank you and keep up the great work. And thank you so much for that review. Yes, thank you for that review we greatly appreciate it um you can also come and hang out with us on the discord the cups podcasting and more and you can come hang out with us there and join that there you can find that link 
and links to all of our shows on the Cups Podcasting website, cupspodcasting.com. And that's all I got from the middle of the show. <laughs> Up there, giant icicle tits. Ice tittles. You're looking for titsicles. Oh, that's good. Yes, and it's a real nice night for an evening. Um... <laughs> you fear barbarians will swoop down upon you. Yes, swooping is bad. All right, who wants to go next? I guess I haven't really said which uh, one that I prefer. Obviously, it's not Origins, but... um. <sighs> I really am torn between two and Inquisition. The thing about two that I like is that the companions, you get this feeling that they all kind of live in the same place together, which I mean is obvious just meditatively because it's based in one city. But there's always like these little snippets of them in each other's scenes, like Isabella playing cards with Beric or... Uh, Isabella going to Andrew's clinic to get help with an STD like and I just think it's I I find that very cute I guess that they even though they're just such clashing personalities they still have friendship I guess um, I especially like um, the interactions between Aveline and Isabella because you know, at the beginning, they're very contentious and you kind of think, oh no, are we going to go down this trope of women hating each other, whatever. But the more you bring them out together and get more of their dialogue, you kind of learn that they're just giving each other shit and they actually value each other's company more than you would think. I think there's one dialogue where Aveline's like, I invited you, Isabella, to (laughs) my holiday party thing. Why didn't you show up? Isabella's like, well, you know, someday you're going to have kids and I just don't want to have them asking me what's a slatter. And then Evelyn's like, oh, that don't worry about that. I'll just point to you. That's a slatter. <laughs> and I just, it's just very endearing to me. I, I love that dynamic. But as much as I love Dragon Age 2, I think I have to go with Inquisition as having the best companions. And I sort of take a contrary stance to Austin here in that I think more of the Inquisition group is a bunch of nobodies than we give it credit for. Like, sure, we have Leveliana and Josephine and Cassandra and they're pretty important people in their respective spheres, but pretty much everyone else is just kind of a misfit, really. Like, Dorian is a political outcast and from his country, uh, Vivienne is basically hunting for a new job <laughs> when you recruit her because she's like, the Empress doesn't care about me anymore. The circles are gone to shit. Like, I need a new job. <laughs> Hire me. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, obviously, Sarah, literally nobody, no one knows who she is by design of the entire group that she's a part of. And then Blackwall is stealing another person's identity and the real black wall is kind of not the person that would have any kind of power in society because he's, you know, a mass murderer. (laughs) So I don't know. 
I think the stories there are just more interesting in my opinion. And, and I think Inquisition carries that spirit from two where people interact a little bit more than they did in Origins. Yeah, I really agree with a lot of that. Um, and I think, I think that you're so right about the companions. There are, are a lot of them that are not, you know, important people, but we, I think, forget about that because the companions that are important when we meet them are so important. Um, and the companions in Origins, like none of them are important. And so it's kind of like a, a major comparison and contrast there that we just kind of overlook it. But yeah, I very much agree with a lot of that. Yeah, I would have to agree that the um, Inquisition companions are the best um, also. Um, I mean, you just got, I mean, we've talked about how they're, we can choose, make choices that change their outcome and everything from origins and everything. But I mean, you've got so many characters in Inquisition that you can make a choice and it changes uh, their story. Like you've got Cole who can become more human or more more of a spirit and i honestly think well i I at least hope that that will play a big role in the next game um especially with um solace being the dread wolf and that's another thing like you had the big bad um in your group of companions the whole time and you don't even know it until the end scene. And then you've also got Iron Bull, who if you um, end up sacrificing the Bull's chargers, like in the Trespasser DLC, he'll turn on you um, because he's still with the uh, Kunari. So he's following their orders. Um, And then, of course, Cassandra, you can like was mentioned earlier, you can make basically the Pope. And um, and then Liliana, who you can harden to be more ruthless. And I just think it's more dynamic of a more dynamic choices than most other games. I do agree with that too. I think it is more dynamic. And my answer is also Inquisition. Just because I think when you look at their overall arc throughout the game and throughout, well, I guess it's just throughout Inquisition so far, I just think that the ways that the characters change and are written is more impactful than any of the other two. Um, Like I said earlier, you know, we can influence who becomes the next Pope. We get to, you know, choose the next ruler of Orle, essentially. And I know that that's not a companion necessarily, but I just feel like so many of their stories are important to the world, yes, but also so important to them. And they're so well-written to me, most of them, that they do almost feel like real people, like they could be real people. And to me, it's like, that's, that's the hallmark of good writing, is if this could be real, you really believe it. And I don't necessarily have think I've ever felt that way 
with Origins or Dragon Age 2 and their characters. Lizzie, are you shunning me or Austin? I'm shunning your husband for what he said. Okay, okay. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> um. So, okay, I thought, I know I posted in the Patreon and said that we could talk about our favorite characters if we have extra time, but I um, last minute kind of thought it might be fun to also or instead discuss people that we think could be characters and companions in Dreadful now that all of the missing episodes are out. So we don't have to go around. We can just talk about it. So if anybody wants to volunteer or talk about a specific companion that they're potentially obsessed with, you have the floor. I haven't read the missing, so I know nothing. Well, uh, I haven't either. I haven't read any of them yet. You don't have to have read the comic to know these characters. So there you go, Austin. <laughs> I have to say, I'm still really holding out hope that Dorian's going to be a companion again. Because it just would not make sense for him not to be a major part of the next game. Now, I, I get that he wouldn't necessarily be a companion. He could be an advisor or we see him pop up a few times. But we're going to be in freaking Tevinter. It would not make sense for Dorian, who is trying to stop the shit show, sorry, that is Tevinter politics and everything else that's going on, not to be involved. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, I do have a feeling they'll bring him back more as... Um more as a, an advisor, but I definitely agree that he should be involved in some way. And I think he makes an appearance in Tevinter Nights anyway. So I feel like that is at least a pretty good predictor um, that he'll be involved somehow. I feel like I know that people have been asking us on Twitter, like, when are we going to talk about the missing? Um, but I haven't read the last issue yet. Um, we will eventually talk about it. But I think that it was kind of underwhelming to me personally. It just felt like a reiteration for the 11 millionth time of the um, trailer that they released. Like we know the game is going to be about Solus. Okay, great. Um, give us something else. So I think I would, I would say, I think to Venture Nights is more interesting of a like prequel almost to Dreadwolf. So I would recommend reading that more than I would the missing. I know it's longer, but it's still short stories, so you can kind of pick and choose. I actually hope that Varric is not a companion. Give my little boy a break. Just let him chill. Let him be happy in his merchant guild. Uh, but I think with but him he narrating... Hates the merchant's guild. I know, but he hates them, but he, he loves to hate them. He would be sad when they're gone. Uh, I think that Charter might come back in some way of like just because she has such a big involvement in oh what's that chapter called the one with solace in it oh it's something like may the dread wolf take you or yeah may like the dread wolf take you especially with her involvement in that i think that she will be involved i do think that our inquisitor is going to be involved in some way i just think it's there's too much of a connection for them to not have some role i hope they handle it a little better than they did hawk in inquisition but I don't know. And I do, Lizzie said in chat, I do think that Miriam or some of these Absolution characters might come back as advisors or um, companions. And maybe, you know, even maybe out of left field that we'll have uh, Tasia as a companion. So I 
I think also to go on that, there have been several companion or people, there have been several characters from Deventer Nights that showed up in The Missing, which I feel like is almost a confirmation that those characters are going to be in Dreadwolf. And I wrote them down. So there are three of them, four of them. So Taya and Viago, who are both um, Antiven Crows, and Ireland and Strife, who are both elves um, from the like Dalish tribes in the Arlathan Forest. I know they're not called Dalish, but um, from over there in that area, I think those four of them, like they're definitely going to be in the game in some way. And then obviously Harding and Charter came back as well. And so I think those are two more shoe-ins almost for characters. I don't know how big they plan on making the companion party, um, but I think those are some good options for sure. They've never done more than nine, have they? I know that Inquisition was the biggest. There's three of each class in Inquisition. Yeah. Well, it's hard to consider, like, do you consider the advisors companions or are they their own separate category? I consider them separate because you can't take them out into combat. Um, technically, technically, Origins and Inquisition have the same amount if you have Shale. And be, that's because you can't have Logan and Alistair in your party together at the same time. So technically, they're the same. For as much as I love Inquisition, I do kind of hope we have fewer companions because it is a lot to go around Skyhold and talk to everybody (laughs) after every mission. Um, Just from like a logistical standpoint, I feel like, and there's always just like at least one person from each like character class that just, you just throw in the dumpster depending on your playthrough because there's just too many people and so I would be okay if we kind of shrunk the party size a little bit and yeah as for who could show up god I have no clue um I I think it would be really cool to see Fenris again and to see um Vea as well since they're kind of traveling together now with their Mabari Autumn um, I think it'd be really cool to see those two. I would say I actually disagree about the too many. I think one of my favorite parts of the game is actually going around Skyhold, and because I like jumping off stuff, high stuff. I don't know, <laughs> but I think it's going around the campaigns, post important missions, and just seeing their opinions on each mission. I enjoy that part. I enjoy. I I don't want more companions. But I think three three of each class is not a bad thing. I I like I don't want back to like I don't know what I'm saying, but like I I would I prefer how it is companions wise personally. I but like if I had to choose a companion to uh, one that I genuinely think will be if not a companion an advisor of some sort is Mavaris. Yeah, especially if Dorian is there, because Mavaris is Dorian's best friend other than the Inquisitor. And you know that party dialogue would be the most hilarious stuff. Yeah, I think that with the number of companions, at least for me, 
I do enjoy talking to all of them and the dynamic things that's getting over there, but it feels for some of their better conversations, it feels like a chore to bring them all out. And especially if you're trying to do a nightmare playthrough, like, I'm sorry, Varric, but you're too squishy and you don't deal enough damage. I can't take you with me on a nightmare playthrough. Maybe it's because I stay far away from nightmare playthroughs because I, for the same reason I play single player RPGs is because I suck at video games and just want to enjoy the story. That's totally fair. And I think the balance is fine with Inquisition. Uh, I definitely don't want another DA2 scenario where the party balance is just chaos. Because <laughs> you get, if you have all the DLC, you have Isabella, Beric, and Sebastian are all rogues. And then if you play a rogue, that is four rogues. And then you have like two mages and two warriors. And I'm just like, what is happening here? Why did Sebastian need to be a rogue? Why does Sebastian be, need to be there at all? Let's be honest. Who, who among us took Sebastian? Let's be honest. I took him out places, but only when I had Isabella or Varric with me because they give him so much crap. And it's hilarious. Um, yeah, the dialogue is the only reason. My biggest beef with DA2 and why it honestly gets in the last place is that if you do not spec as a healer, you have one option. And that is Anders. I do think, and I will say, going back to kind of the previous topic, I think that Dragon Age 2's companions are the ones that feel the most like friends. Like they feel the most in world, like they are really friends with real relationships. I'm not sure that the rest um, that Origins and Inquisition feel that way. Inquisition at least feels like they're colleagues, which they are. They are working colleagues and they should feel that way. Um, but yeah, DA2 is the one where they they like clearly have friendships and there are antagonistic relationships among them too, you know? Um, so I think that's a definite pro in its column. Yeah, and I will say that this is a rare instance that I don't think a lot of people actually get to experience but if you have alistair as a warden and you finish the wicked eyes wicked hearts first but you've brought him in you can have a conversation between him and morgan and they they talk like old friends which mm -hmm. i found much more satisfying in the fact that liliana's only comment about morgan is like oh i've dealt with her before which I found incredibly frustrating from a writing standpoint. Yeah. I will say with that line though, Austin, it makes sense to me that Leliana might have that attitude or not want to say anything about it because, or too much about Morgan and her experiences really, because she's still not in the best frame of mind until you complete her quest basically. So she's not going to show her cards to anybody, not even the inquisitor. And also another circumstance where I think that would make sense is if you played as a warden who romanced Morgan and Liliana and chose one over the other, it doesn't even matter which one. Liliana's not going to have a great opinion of Morgan if she was in love with the warden and the warden was romancing both of them at the same time. That's fair. That's very fair. Um, yeah, um, that's fair. I think to me, 
going uh say one of the best dialogues in Inquisition is act if you if you uh as played a female warden a female warden um so and you went through the dark ritual with Alistair and you do what you did in Inquisition that hearing how when Morgan says what do you what do you tell him and she says that his father was a good man that is that to me completes the circle of their relationship that that genuinely like oh, oh i audibly said that yeah i do love that moment it's a good one there's really also a, a moment of like their old relationship because he like asks alistair will ask about kieran and morgan will just go he's a boy alistair he's a human boy like he expected him to be like a demon. Yes, a tentacle <laughs> monster. Right. Which, I like, mean, knowing Alistair, he probably did think that. But my question fair, is, the- did he think that because of the old god soul or because Morgan is his mother? Probably both. 50-50. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I kind of get where Alistair's coming from. I don't know. There's literally a magical ritual making this child involving the, a dead old dead god. I'm like, that's terrifying. What is this child? I would I would be thinking Cthulhu at that point. I mean, they do it the regular way, though. So I mean, it's just you know, way. Hey, that cutscene doesn't show us everything that happens. We don't know. That's that's, that's true. true. It comes closer than any of the other uh, romance cutscenes in Origins, though. Yeah. So I don't have anything else to talk about. So I think we should end it early for a few minutes. Sound good? Anybody have anything else to add? All right. So y'all can do your uh, shout outs. Just tell people where they can find you and anything you would like to plug. So we'll start with LVC13. I said it wrong again, but that's okay. Don't worry about it. All right. I am LVCC13 or Lizzie, and you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash LVCC13, where I stream right now Dragon Age and Mass Effect. And then we'll go uh, with uh, Crimson Knight. Hello. I'm Steven or Crimson Knight on Discord. Uh, Capricorn. Yep. I'm Capricorn Tower. Uh, I don't have anything to plug other than the Discord, which is a fun place to be. And then MacMan. Um, hey, I'm MacMan813 on pretty much everything. I would I've been going through a lot of mental health struggles recently. And I just want to say this podcast, not just Dragon Age podcast, the AC uh, AC Lore podcast, uh, all the podcasts you the guys have introduced me to, like two girls, one trip. They've genuinely like hearing something taking your mind away from the problems you're going through has really helped me a lot. So I just want to say thank you guys. And once again, thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Thank you all for being here. A special thank you to our Nug King patron, Lewis H, who gets his shout out at the end of every show. And thank you all for listening to the Dragon Age Lorecast. We will see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Dragon Age Lorecast. You can find us on Twitter at DA Lorecast. 
If you have any lore questions, topics to unpack, or side character suggestions, join our Cups Podcasting and More Discord server. It's easily the best place on the internet. You can also support us financially through our Patreon. You can find us there on patreon.com slash dragonagelorecast. The Dragon Age Lorecast is part of the Robots Radio Network. For more information about the Robots Radio Network, join the Discord server via the link in our episode description. If you enjoyed the show or learned something new today, please subscribe, leave us a review, and join the Patreon. And if you enjoyed our intro and outro music, give a big thank you to Pipe Man Studios. Thank you, Pipe Man. Thanks again for listening to the Dragon Age Lorecast. We'll see you next time. Well, do you know your video game lovers? Have you ever wondered how your video game bays stack up against all the other delectable digital dates? I'm Genesis, the girl whose motto in life is love, laugh, tequila. And on Two Girls, One Ship, we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. And I'm Vervada, the hopeless romantic cat lady and lifelong gamer. But you should know that our podcast centers on character and romance analysis and doesn't shy away from exploring the fun of physical connection. Or from the deep emotional connections built between two characters, using specific in-game dialogue and the overall narrative journey. So join the two girls, one ship, shipsters, and remember... Beauty is in the eye of the controller.